Welcome to the Jill on Money Call of the Week. Remember, you've got a couple of chances every single week to get on the air with us. On Tuesdays, we do this Call of the Week. And then if we have time after the longer show on Thursdays, we pop another one in. If you'd like to get in touch, just send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com or go to the website JillOnMoney.com and click Contact Us. Today, we're talking to Lisa in the Twin Cities. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Jill, this is the closest I think I'll ever come to winning the lottery. Oh, you are the... Talk to you. You are a doll, and I'm going to play that on an endless loop on (laughs) my phone when I get depressed. Thank you so much. You've made my day. Lisa, what is going on? How can I help you out? Well, I was when Mark contacted me and said that I could uh, get your advice, I was thinking, what's the best visual image to describe our current financial situation? Okay. And I came upon the imagery of, we are treading water. <laughs> uh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, you wait, don't wait. sound like that yet. Yeah. But the, the good news is that we're not sinking, but okay. we're, nowhere, we're nowhere near floating leisurely on our back. All right. So well, we're treading. Okay. So treading water is okay. It does take a, quite a bit of energy, though. So if, as I recall from my, um, you know, lifeguard yep. rescue class. Yep. So yep. tell me about you and what's going on. And, and maybe your head is a bit more above water than just treading. Yes. Well, um, we're my husband and I are in our late 50s. And um, we have... Our nest egg is uh, all in uh, our IRAs that are held at Vanguard, and then uh, we have, you know, our 401k, and I get a SEP IRA at my office. Okay. And uh, approximately, I'll say, 700000 in the Vanguard IRAs, and we're the type that just set it and forget it. We don't look at the market. We don't worry about it. It's like pretend money to us. You okay. know, it's not there. And then we have about another eighty thousand in our in our uh, current four hundred one k, but but that's really it. And in terms of when I hear callers, you know, call you up and say, "Well, I have all this extra money to invest." Well, we don't mm-hmm. because we have twins that we're putting through college. Right oh, now. come on with the twins! <laughs> uh, are they identical or fraternal? No, fraternal, a boy and a girl, uh-huh. and it was it was late in life, you mm-hmm. know, my advanced maternal age, and we had two at once, and it's been great, but um, that that takes a lot right now, and, and people go through this all the time, and basically with college, what we're doing is uh, the majority of the tuition's coming out of our earnings, mm-hmm. then we supplement that with what we put away in a 529 plan, and the kids are taking out federal loans, but, you know, we all have skin in the game that way. <laughs> so when you think about this nest egg that you have, and let me ask you a, a sort of a, an overriding question. There's not a lot of extra money to put away, but right. you are, are you maxing out your 401k and your SEP IRA at this point? No. 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 Okay. What we're doing is we're putting enough in there. We're putting about 16000 away in that a okay. year. And that's, that's good. To make the matches. You okay. know, we make yep. our matches that way. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so you know what I'm going to be doing with, and it's about a third of our income that's going to college tuition. How much do you guys make of, together? Yeah, about uh, 196000 Okay. When I married my husband, he was going to college, and I worked 
in a faculty-like position at a major university in the area. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it at that time, but um, when they took out 2% of my salary, I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't appreciate it. They put in 13%. Oh, my gosh. So from the time I was in my mid-20s to my mid-30s until I had the kids, I I had a, I got a nest egg that really, I'm a poster child for the power of compound interest. Because mm-hmm. when I look nowadays and I think, wow, look how big that, that number is. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. a real number, almost $800,000. That's yeah, a pretty yeah. big mon- number. How much do you think you guys need to live on? Just, you know, give a guess on a monthly basis yeah. without the kids. Well, yeah, without the kids, I mean... Basically, when you think about it, right now we're living on sixty percent of our earnings. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not we're not living luxuriously, but we're living on you know sixty percent of what we make because a third of it goes to the kids. Mm-hmm. So, so ten so, grand um, a month, about is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, even less than that. I mean, right now we're we're netting about nine thousand, and three thousand of that goes to tuition. Oh, so you think six grand a month? I th- okay, so you're saying I'm saying uh, I was doing right. pre-tax. Okay, so six grand yeah. a month. Okay, you plan to work how much longer? Would you guess? You said you're yeah. in your late fifties. Yeah. So what we're thinking is another ten years working full time, and then you know when when I say that we can each do gigs or contract work after that. Mm-hmm. So when we're 67, you know, I think we'd like to be done having a having a boss per se and being part of an office, but we can we can make things work until we're 70 cuz that's my goal is that we wouldn't tap social security until then. All right. At some point when college is done, you may be be able to put in more than, you know, what you're putting in now, $16,000. But when I look at 10 years from now, you should probably have somewhere close to like $1.6 million. One and a half to $1.6 million. Depends on how you do in the markets and et cetera. Right. And you say you need $6,000 a month. Tell me what the Social Security benefit estimate is for you guys at age 70. At age 70 would be about 6000 Okay. So that's pretty great. Um, yeah. I think that you guys are in really good shape because what happens is that, you know, essentially delaying that Social Security is an amazing thing. As you know, it the, the money just mm-hmm. compounds. You get that extra 8% annually. It mm-hmm. also allows that money that you've set aside to grow more. And, you know, even at 1.6 or so, you know, that's that's like 48 grand a year. So if you look at your Social Security plus the money that throws that's throwing off from your portfolio, you're, you should be fine. So I know right. you feel like you're treading water. What I am going to suggest to you is that you're doing really well. You, you are absolutely in very good shape and especially considering that you're putting these kids through school at the exact same time now (laughs) so now take a breath that's all good okay thank you all right so let's let's talk about how you are investing the money because you said you've got this sort of set it and forget it mentality Um, most of the money that's invested currently is in Vanguard funds you said seven hundred thousand dollars so how do you invest the money are you are you using index funds? Are you? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And what's and, the breakdown? Yeah, the breakdown, and that was the next question, Jill. So the breakdown right now is 
70 equities, 70% equities, 30% bonds. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking over the next 10 years, we need to modify that asset allocation um, or, or do we need to do it over the next 10 years? That's what I'm, I'm looking to you for. I mean, when do we start modifying the allocation and what should be our end goal like in 10 years? So tell me a little bit how you guys have felt when markets have gyrated, because yeah. part of this is about your feeling and part of it is the reality that you can't afford to lose too much of this money because we need you to be able to count on it for income. Right. So in 2008, I would get those statements that was still coming to me in the mail, and mm-hmm. I, would, I wouldn't even open them. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just kind of tore them up and yeah. threw them out because I thought, you know, I, can't, I have no control over this, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to let it be. So that's kind of when I say that we kind of pretend that money doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. That's kind of our mentality in terms of that's, that's, that's not real money right now. That's but, but of course, in 10 years, you'll feel quite differently because yeah, it will be real exactly. money. So yeah. um, Mark is screaming and jumping out of his skin thinking <laughs> that you should. He wants you to reallocate right now. Oh, really? Uh, I'm going to give you both sides of this. First of all, okay. I think that if you were to just go to 60-40 now, there would be pretty much no downside. I mean, yeah, if okay. the market kept charging way higher from here, you'll miss yep. some of that upside. But right. you know what? If we do, we'll get another downturn. It'll happen at some point. And mm-hmm. in that respect, 60-40 is probably more of a set it and forget it kind of portfolio. 70-30, it'll catch your attention if in two years the market's down, you know, and you had a million bucks, let's say. And all yep. of a sudden, over the course of time, you know, two years from now, we go into a real bear market and your million turns into 750 grand. I think right. that's really tough to take when you are, mm-hmm. you know, basically, you know, 58, 59, 60 years old. Yep. So yep. I might, I, I agree with Mark that like, look, I don't think you have to do it right this second. What I do mm-hmm. think would be really important for you is to figure out how much risk you really want to take. If now you're like, you know what, I really do want to have said it and forget it. There's the the downside of going to 60, 40 immediately would be mm-hmm. that the market keeps rising and you call me up and say, remember when I said I thought I hit the lottery by talking to you? What I didn't realize, I just hit three <laughs> lemons on the uh, slot machine. I am a very nervous Nelly. So I tend to be the kind of person who would rather protect what I have and I would mm-hmm. give up the upside for that. But look, if you and your husband feel really confident that you're going to keep your jobs and there's really Mm -hmm. that you don't have a lot of risk there and you want to be able to take a little bit of a a ride here, you will Mm -hmm. then have to say, okay, we're going to live through one more market downturn and then upswing and we're going to keep working and we'll be able to manage it. Or, gee, I don't want to have to worry that much. So I'll do 60, 40 right now. But that's it. I wouldn't go much beyond that. I think you're doing everything you should be doing. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You are a delight, and I thank you so much, and I wish you all the best, and do let us know how you're doing from time to time, okay? All right. All right. Thanks for calling. Okay, that's the call of the week. 
We drop new episodes of Jill on Money every Tuesday and Thursday. And you can download the show anywhere that you get your podcasts. Apple, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, wherever. If you have a financial question, just give us a holler. Send an email to askjill at jillonmoney.com or go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can click the Contact Us button right there. Oh, by the way, while you're there, sign up for our free newsletter. It's free. Why not? Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence 13. See you next week.